0: Looking back at some of the other honors, there's the We Met Caddy Scholarship Fund. You must be very proud of that. I'm very proud of that. Uh, That Caddy Fund was organized in 1949, and uh, it has been a source of great satisfaction to me.
1: There's no story that could ever be told
2: that is richer or sweeter than the story of Francis and Eddie. And may your lives
1: the and Eagles.
2: Hello, and welcome to Legacy, the We Met Fund podcast. If you'd like to go back and check out any of our prior conversations on the Legacy podcast, you will find those in our feed as well as on our website at www.wemet.org. And as always, thank you to the We Met community, who has helped the fund arrive where we are today, awarding $3.25 million in need-based college scholarships to more than 450 young men and women. On today's episode, we are thrilled to be joined by Jennifer Masajic, program manager for the city of Boston, and specifically for the Parks and Recreation Department. Jen grew up in Boston and is a graduate of UMass Boston, where, as a standout athlete, she played both softball and basketball. She started working for the city of Boston in 2013 and has risen through the ranks due to her dedication to the role and her genuine love and passion for her city. Growing up as an athlete and now having two children, Braden and Madison, both of whom participate in sports, Jen has been moved by having once been the person on the fields and courts, playing in tournaments organized by the city. And now she is the person organizing them. Jen has worked for the city for 11 years and has been the we Met Fund's go-to partner and contact through her oversight of the Boston Parks and Recreation Caddy Scholars Program. Where each year, more than 100 young men and women work at either Franklin Park or George Wright golf courses. The program was founded in 1996 and over those nearly 30 years, it's experienced great growth and success due to the efforts of people like Jen along the way. In that time, $2.51 million in need-based awards have gone to 181 young men and women who have participated in the Caddy Scholars Program at either Franklin Park or George Wright and have gone on to create an incredibly tight-knit WeMet alumni community. The fund is extremely fortunate and grateful to Jen and her team at Boston Parks and Recreation for being incredible partners, where without the efforts of her and her department, this program simply could not exist, and dozens of students each year would miss the opportunity for life-changing scholarship funds. Thank you to Jen for taking the time to talk with us today, and we hope you enjoy our conversation.
1: So you had a hockey weekend?
0: We did, yes. We had a tournament up in Northern Maine. That was a good little drive.
1: I know hockey season really probably started, what, two and a half months ago?
0: (laughs) I feel like it never ended.
2: (laughs) Do you ever play at New England Sports Center, Jen? Or do you ever have games or tournaments in there?
0: My daughter has, yes. I never played hockey growing up, so it's new to me more of my husband's realm, but yeah, I'm learning the whole new hockey world.
2: So Jen, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. You've been an incredible proponent of the We Met Fund, and we look forward to learning more about your background, your time with Boston Parks and Recreation, and perhaps most importantly, learn about a program that is, we believe, really near and dear to both the We Met Fund and the Boston Parks and Rec Department, which is the Caddy Scholars Program. And then we tend to start with someone's introduction to golf, and we'll get to that for sure, But given the main topic today, I think we would both love to know, in your opinion, having worked for the city of Boston now for nearly 11 years and in your current role as recreation program manager, what is it that makes Boston Parks and Rec so special and unique even throughout the United States?
0: So the city of Boston has many special and unique aspects to it. I could go on and on about so many, but a few that I can make bullets of is Boston is historical, having the Boston Common, which is America's first park, and the Boston Public Garden, which is the first botanical garden in the country. One of our events and development directors once said that Boston has a fail of a small town community, and we're made up of many neighborhoods in a big city. So things like our tree lightings, our neighborhood concerts, sports leagues, and clinics all have a small town and community feel to them. So we're a large city, but made up of many different neighborhoods feeling like a small community. Another thing that makes Boston unique is that many parks and recreation departments and cities charge for their events and programs, but ours are always open and free to the public. Our programming is 100% supported by sponsorship and grants. And we're very grateful and fortunate to have those partners be a part of all of our programming. Another few little things, you know, Boston's also the second major city in the United States to hit the milestone of assuring that Boston residents have a park within a 10 minute walk of their home, which is huge and something that many people don't know. And our goal is to have high quality, safe and accessible parks for all of Bostonians. So being able to just walk out of your door and being able to get to a park within 10 minutes is something that Boston's very proud of. And resiliency is a key factor. In our park designs so meaning that we're building our parks with nature-based solutions and a lot of history goes into all of these designs and swinging it back to golf we are a city that have two municipal golf courses within the same city so having that is unique and an amazing opportunity as a resident being able to utilize two golf courses in the same city
2: Yeah, well said. Just to hammer that home, two incredible golf courses within the city. Extremely well regarded. That's really interesting. Thank you.
1: Yeah, and we will dive a little bit more into the nuts and bolts of Boston Parks. And
2: now, just want to circle back on
1: Jennifer Mishazic, your personal background. Did you grow up in and around the Boston area? And did you happen to have any experience using those features that you just said about the Boston Park system as a child or a teenager?
0: I did. So I didn't even mention our Sports facilities that we have, but I grew up in Boston, born and raised. I've never left, went to college here as well, but I played many sports in our parks as a youth and as a teenager basketball and softball, many weekends, evenings. I was always in one of our parks, either playing or practicing. So, yes, I spent many times in a city of Boston park.
1: Yeah, did your love and experiences, whether it's your kids that you're growing up with, siblings, any of that, any of that experience have and influence on staying local?
0: Well, I was fortunate enough to play both basketball and softball in college. So being able to work in the Boston Parks Department was kind of a full circle moment for me. It wasn't exactly what I went to school for, but after I graduated, I landed a role at the Boston Parks and Recreation Department, taking on many positions. I found myself in the Recreation Department because that's where my true passion was for sports.
2: Yeah. And speaking on that recreation, you just sort of alluded to one of my questions, which was what were your sports growing up as a teenager? But to be a two-sport athlete in college, it's pretty clear that you didn't just play sports, but you were incredibly competitive and successful at them. So we'd love to hear, like, were you playing in these parks and developing your skill there? Or did you kind of find yourself through middle school and high school being one of those standout athletes? And how were you capable of managing two sports while you were attending school at UMass Boston?
0: It was a challenge but it's what kept me in school. But yes, I did play in the parks, practicing growing up, playing local tournaments. One big one that is a full circle moment for me is our Mayor's Cup. So for softball, they're held in our parks. It's local city teams that play against each other and it's like battle of the neighborhoods. And that's a big thing that I remember. But yes, I played in the parks, practiced in the parks. I did go to high school a little outside of Boston, but I still found myself coming back to the parks on the weekends and the evenings. I've been playing two sports in college was, like I said, it was a challenge, but it's what kept me in college. The academics was a part of it, but the community feel of our athletic teams, UMass within itself is a small campus. Everyone knew each other. So it was an awesome experience to live through and participate in.
2: That's awesome. So obviously, sports been a big part of your childhood and all the way through college and still is a big part of your life. And to that point, we had referenced that we were going to come back to the game of golf, where that's now how we know you and how we've come to work with you for many years is through the game of golf. For you specifically, when was your first experience just noticing or being part of the game of golf? Do you play now?
0: I would say about five years ago is when I was introduced to the game of golf, working with the recreation department. I grew up in High Park, Mass., which is the same neighborhood that George Wright Golf Course is in, but unfortunately... Golf wasn't a part of my family, so I wasn't introduced to it at a young age. But having the opportunity to work with the Parks Department in the Recreation Division and now overseeing the golf program, I've grown a love for the game. And also, as I consider myself a washed-up athlete, golf is kind of right up my alley to learn and take my competitiveness onto the golf course.
1: Well, you're a Bostonian through and through, Jen. Grew up here, attended UMass Boston. We actually have several scholars every single year, who attend UMass Boston, and even more who go on to school at the other schools within the UMass system. This year, I think there are, I think, exactly 60 WeMet scholars who attend UMass schools. So we're really fortunate to have such an amazing school system here in the state. From your point of view, as an alumna, tell us what makes you proud to have attended a UMass school.
0: I would say a few things that made me proud of attending UMass is the great community, the campus life that they have, and the athletics that they provide there. The athletic department since I've gone there has grown immensely, great coaches, they've had successful seasons, but it's a small enough campus where you know people wherever you go, especially in that athletic department. And being a community is an important part of my life. Living in Boston, as we said, it's made up of many different neighborhoods, but they're all small communities, and that's similar to UMass Boston. Another great thing about going to UMass Boston is there's always something to do, whether it's hanging around campus, there'll always be something. Everyone's friendly, outgoing, you meet so many different people, there's great academics, and there's just a vast majority of things to do.
1: That's a college experience that anyone's looking for, regardless.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. You clearly love the city of Boston, not just were you born and raised there and you went to school there, but you've since worked for the city of Boston since 2013 and you've climbed the ranks there to your current role. Can you just give a listener, Colin or myself as well, a 30,000 foot view of how a department as broad and large as the Boston Parks and Recreation Department works in the city? Like, just for example, how many employees make up the department and- how much land and space is sort of managed by the department? You might not have those at your fingertips, but just give it a sense of the size and scope of the department as a whole.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of moving parts in the Boston Parks Department. There's roughly 300 full-time staff members, but that fluctuates given the time of year and our seasonal employees. But yes, there's roughly 300 full staff members in regards to how much land or space is managed by our department. The Parks Department is responsible for 331 city parks, playgrounds, athletic fields, two golf courses, fountains, game courts, historic, and three active cemeteries, urban wilds, four high school athletic fields, and approximately 125,000 trees, all covering 2,346 acres. So I know there's some numbers to ramble off there, but yeah, there is so much to the park system throughout the city of Boston and a lot of moving pieces. Our maintenance division, our grounds crew at the two golf courses, and without everyone coming together, they wouldn't look and be the way that they are.
1: That's great. I want to take this time to kind of dive into one of those pieces. Jen, you recently joined the Board of Directors for the WeMet Fund. And part of the reason for that is your connection to and partnership with and oversight of the amazing Caddy Scholars Program within Boston Parks and Rec. And for those who don't know, we can briefly hit the headlines ourselves for the program. And obviously, I'd love for you to, to jump in. But each summer, it's what, right around 100 young men and women that participate?
0: Yeah, this year, we're at roughly 120 with supervisors and youth employees.
1: That's great. And in doing so, participating in Franklin Park or George Wright, these young people, if they get those two summers under their belt, that would then create their eligibility for the WeMet scholarship. And just to kind of update you, we just had some scholarship checks go out. Since the program started, which was actually in 1996, 181 recipients have now received $2.51 million in need-based awards, which is just fantastic. And last year alone, there were 32 WeMet scholars from your courses, about $200,000 in scholarships. And Again, we're just so excited to keep that partnership going for the next 27 years. But we want to hear a little bit more from your point of view, Jen. You're extremely busy, yet we see you at We Met events throughout the year. And this program in particular does seem special to you. What is the Caddy Scholars Program, in your opinion, and what has made it flourish for all this time?
0: So the kids benefit tremendously from this program growing up in the city, myself included, I wasn't aware that the golf opportunities were there. And that's kind of a mission that I've taken on is bringing awareness to all city of Boston youth that the opportunity is out there, whether or not they're new to the game of golf or it's something of interest to them. We have one young woman over the past two years She never knew anything about golf. She learned about this program. She reached out to me. She expressed great interest and we got her into the Caddy Scholar program. And now this is a huge passion for her. And it's kind of a mission for her to learn about the game of golf, to understand the networking opportunities and being partnered with WeMet and having the doors open to what is available to them is an amazing opportunity for each and every individual that comes through the program or the golf course.
2: Yeah, well said, Jen. I think we've heard that a number of times throughout the years, that it's a young man or woman's first introduction to the game of golf, and they go on to perhaps even play the game themselves. But as we know, that's not a requirement for being a WeMet scholar. They work in the game, they're introduced to the game, and in doing so, they have the opportunity to be eligible to apply. Going back, though, 120 participants at both courses, that's astonishing. It's a big program. What is the schedule for participants in this Caddy Scholars program? Like, both on a daily basis, but also for the program overall? When do the kids first show up? What's their final day of the summer? And what does the normal day to day look like?
0: Yeah. So 120, it is a large number that's between the two courses and that's over which people, their minds are blown when I say it, we get about roughly 400 applications. So it's not even like you apply, you get it because we take on 120. We kind of exceed our limits by taking on this many, but we also don't want to close the door and turn anyone away either. So we try to take in as many kids as we can. They do start, they arrive at 7 a.m., every morning. So it's amazing to see kids still being able to peel themselves out of bed to get to a summer job at 7am. But I get feedback from parents that they have no trouble getting them out of bed for work, but they do for school because they actually enjoy coming to work at the course. But they do things from raking bunkers to filling divots to being able to forecaddy. Franklin Park has a unique program. We're partnered with the First Tee. So we have a group of kids that get to rotate in their schedules to be able to help the youth programs. And not only to help the young kids learn about the game of golf, but they're learning new things about it themselves. So it's a great partnership that we have going on with the First Tee at Franklin Park. But they get to learn about the game and build relationships. And something that we're incorporating a little bit last year and building more on in the future is the scholar piece of the program. So it's bringing education back into our summer golf program, whether it's learning financial literacy or resume building, but getting them ready to enter into the workforce.
1: Love it. Now, 400. Obviously, the marketing department's doing their job. Word of mouth is helping. How does the application program work for kids that would want to apply to have 400 applicants for 120 spots? Is it neighborhood-based, Jen? Is it a strict lottery? How does that work?
0: What's unique about this summer program is we do bring back the kids who have worked before. So we start off by who worked last year. And then since some kids moved off, we do have spots that open. So we'll go through. I'll vet applications. I'm big on resumes now, even though some kids might not have much to put on one. But a resume is very important to have. And then we will hold phone interviews, meet with the kids, and then hire based on how many spots we have available.
2: One thing I love about the program, Jen, I've come just from being there a few days here and there throughout the last few summers, is coming to meet some of the supervisors of the program who are actually people who had previously participated in the program as well. Now, I don't know if that's a requirement, and I'd love to hear from you if that is a requirement, but what are some qualities you look for in hiring the supervisors of this program?
0: So all the supervisors that we have at both courses have worked there as a caddy themselves because I think it's very important, and I like to hire within, that they did all the hard work and that they now can lead by example from what they did when they were younger. And they also, you know, are familiar with the course. Each course is different in its own unique ways. So having worked at one specific course and being able to be a leader there is important.
1: I'm sure you're seeing plenty of growth, even if they're not supervisors from kids that this is their first job. Maybe maybe they were a little reluctant all the way to people that are taking control of the reins and maybe even applying to be a supervisor, applying to college, you being part of that process. Probably seeing some personal growth there.
0: Oh, it's great to see the kids come back. And that's the thing, too. It's generational. A lot of the programs that we even do within the city, like I said with myself, it was a full circle moment for me playing as a youth then now planning the events that I used to play in. And that goes for some of our Caddy scholars here. We have some young kids that their father's even we're in it. And our director that we hired two years ago was a caddy scholar himself. So it's kind of a full circle moment for him to be able to come back. He works in the school system throughout the year as a teacher. So now he has a summer's off. So it's a great opportunity for him to still teach, but in a different capacity.
2: That's fantastic. Now, obviously, working at the WeMet Fund, we know what the potential of earning a WeMet scholarship can lead to. And it becomes a wonderful piece of the entire Caddy Scholar partnership somewhat down the road from the first day a young person starts the job. They might not even be aware of what the WeMet Fund is, and they may still be years away from college. How is the opportunity eventually pitched to these kids? Like The application process can be rigorous. There's recommendations needed. There are in-person interviews. With so many kids earning the scholarship, Colin went through the numbers before, and especially with your years in the city, the growth has been incredible. What are some consistent traits you've seen from the young people who have gone on to both apply and then become We Met Scholars through this program?
0: So we're lucky enough, Michelle comes in at the beginning during our orientation. (laughs) Michelle's amazing.
2: (laughs) Michelle Edwards, who's our our director of scholarship. Michelle
0: Edwards. Thank you. So she gives the kids also a run-through of We Met and describes to them about the interview process that takes place, but also it's a need-based scholarship for them to apply, but it opens up the doors to so many other opportunities. So some of these kids, it helps them if they apply, if they are accepted into the program, that they're kind of stuck financially for college and what to do, and this gives them that extra boost and help, not only financially, but it's a community within each other
1: So just in regards to joining the board, you were just elected a new member of the Board of Directors of the WeMet Fund. We're thrilled, again, with this additional capacity and participation with you. Is there anything in particular, Jen, you're looking forward to as a WeMet board member?
0: I'm looking forward to educating our young men and women that we have working at our course about the organization and the opportunities that the organization has for them you know, they have some very hard decisions to make going to college, whether it's financially or what school they're picking, and that the We Met scholarship can kind of open their eyes up to a little bit more. Hopefully it teaches the kids that if you stick with golf and an opportunity to make some money and better in the future, ideally these kids learn how to golf, become a scholar, and then potentially join a golf staff either at one of our golf courses or other golf courses throughout the country because golf is
2: all over. So they have many opportunities. Absolutely. And so we really just want to thank you, Jen, for coming on and talking about this program. And again, we want to reiterate that since 1996, there have been 181 young men and women who have gone through this program, earned a WeMet scholarship, and earned. 2.51 million dollars in need-based awards to go to the college of their choosing. It's an incredible program. It has only grown. Colin, you had noted to me before we got on the conversation that since 2013, when Jen began work for the city of Boston, that's when we saw the largest growth in this program. There's been 1.75 million dollars awarded in just those 10 years to 111 young men and women. And we look forward to continue to see that growth for many, many years to come. So Jen, we thank you very much for your partnership and your time and for promoting this program the way you have. And we look forward to, again, continued growth in this program and seeing you at met events throughout the year.
0: Thank you, Thomas and Colin. I appreciate it. And another thing too, like our goal is to get the kids to play golf and to evaluate. And our numbers not only have grown as a whole, but the number of females in our program have grown. And I think that's an important piece for myself, being a female, not growing up playing golf, because not knowing about the opportunity to be able to provide that opportunity to the females that we have now coming into the program.
1: Jen, you've been a great partner, and even more importantly, you've been a great partner to these kids, so thank you.
0: Thank you guys very much.
2: Thank you, Jen.